1: your official station to talk jets the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app download it today many things to say in so little time. Keith McPherson joining you for the next hour or so. Before we get to Monday Night Football and the Brooklyn Nets game, we have coverage of both coming up, but I haven't been on in two days. So, welcome back, me. A bunch happened from Friday to now. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Hopefully you're enjoying your Halloween night. Maybe you have kids. I don't. Maybe you got dressed up. I didn't. Getting off the train and seeing... All of the people in costume the last three days still didn't register right away. What's going on? Oh, Halloween. People were celebrating Friday night when I left. And people are celebrating Monday as I'm coming in. But I'm not celebrating Halloween. Man, I feel like it was just summertime. We were just in the middle of the summer. It was a great summer. Now we're looking at November. Month's over. Cue the Christmas music literally tomorrow. Keith McPherson on the fan, joining you for a quick hit here. And uh, man, good weekend of sports. It's the most wonderful time. Not because of Christmas, because of all the sports that we have going on and all the things happening. And uh, some news out of Philadelphia. First off, as we're getting ready for World Series Game 3, we may have to wait on that one. Marley Rivera is on the scene. Marley Rivera, who's usually with our Yankees, but she's a reporter for ESPN as well. She's down there, and she said that the next report was going to come at 6.45, but she just put out more to that. So she put out a tweet that says, It's raining. Next meeting will be at 6.45 Eastern time to make a decision on tonight's game. It is uh, about 6.35, so I guess in 10 minutes they'll get an actual official update. The TARP is on down at the bank, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. She also doubled down on that tweet just now and said the current plan would be to play games 3, 4, and 5 tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. If games 6 and 7 are necessary, then they would be played over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday in Houston. Friday would be the travel day back to Houston. So we all wait on that. Former Met Noah Syndergaard supposed to be taking the ball down in Philadelphia, but as I'm looking at weather.com, it's supposed to rain for the next few hours, so they might get an extra day off. They might have another day to wait on that, and when I got off Friday, I went home and watched D-Rob, former Yankee, hold it down and help the Phillies steal that one, but then the next night, they were dominated, and if you ask me, I think that woke the Astros up that first game, and the Astros won't be taking the Phillies lightly, but... The Phillies will have their home crowd. They will have their fans as obnoxious as they are. They are helpful uh, in their trolling and whatever they have planned for the cheating Houston Astros. Maybe we have to wait another night to see Noah Syndergaard versus Lance McCullers Jr. Got eyes on that. If uh, I get an update on that, I will update you as far as what I'm seeing online, what I'm seeing on Twitter. Marley Rivera is my source. Um, maybe Paulie or somebody else will have another source, but nothing else. As of right now on the World Series, Game 3, which is supposed to start at 8.03 p.m. In the NHL, not too much to report as it's early on, but I got to give a shout out to the New Jersey Devils. Surprising me in this early on. They had a 7-1 win over the Blue Jackets. They're in first place. They're feeling themselves. I know Devils fans are feeling themselves. It's a good start. That's all it is. It's a good start. And... The Rangers are 5-3-2. and two. They'll be on the ice against the Flyers tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden. And the Islanders won't be back on the ice until tomorrow as well. They're 5-4. and four. They'll be in Chicago facing the Blackhawks. As we proceed, hit on MLB, hit on NHL. Let's hit on the NBA. When I was on Friday night, I think in the last hour I was on, maybe between 11 and 12, Paulie... Hit me with some news. He said that Josh Primo was waived from the San Antonio Spurs. And my immediate response to that was, oh, he must have pulled the Deshaun Watson or worse. Bingo. I was spot on. This young man at 22 years old was the youngest player in the NBA this season. Last season, he he's 22. He's a 12th overall pick. And they had to waive him. He cleared waivers. Nobody wants him. He has now become an unrestricted free agent. Why? Because the young man was showing himself to women that didn't ask to see him. Uh, I don't know exactly, you know, how many times he's done it. Like Deshaun Watson had 20-plus allegations. But (sighs) unfortunately, they had to let this young man go for multiple alleged instances of him exposing himself to women. Uh, one of those women was a former Spurs employee who retained the services of an attorney who represented of the the attorney that represented 24 of the women that accused Deshaun Watson. I don't know why I immediately thought that this guy did some type of Deshaun Watson stuff. I don't know why that was immediately what I thought, but that was correct. And uh, he's, you know, trying to not say anything else right now. They're trying to keep this low right now. But that's crazy. This kid was a... 12 overall draft pick. He played last year, 22, uh, can't control himself, and he gets waived, and his NBA career as of right now is in jeopardy. Speaking of the NBA and careers in jeopardy, now I don't think Kyrie Irving's career is in jeopardy, but it's unfortunate to see Kyrie Irving have an opportunity here this year with no vaccine mandate and all of the drama that surrounded him last year. It, It was... An opportunity to come in this year and focus on basketball is an opportunity to come in this year and say, hey, outside noise, outside distractions, I'm going to separate that from my job, especially with the Brooklyn Nets who opted to not extend him, not give him a max contract, and now they feel good about that decision if they didn't already feel good about it. But uh, he had to opt into his existing contract and play this last year out, and this is supposed to be a year where Kyrie Irving uh, most likely is auditioning for other teams. I don't expect him to be back in Brooklyn. And as a Brooklyn Nets fan, also a New Jersey Nets fan from New Jersey where Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is from, it's uh, unfortunate, it's disappointing, but he brought it on himself. Nobody told him to post what he posted. No one told him to uh, double down on that by going on the post game Saturday night and you know not apologizing or not clarifying or uh, explaining what he was trying to do by posting the link to the uh, anti-Semitic movie that he posted um, with the Amazon link. I-, I know people were coming to me asking me if I watched it. It's eleven ninety nine to rent, and it's three hours and 30 minutes. I'm good on that. I don't have the money or the time to check out what Kyrie was promoting, which he claims he wasn't promoting. But in 2022, almost 2023, you have to know that if you have a platform, even if you don't have a large platform, but you have a social media platform, that is attached to your name and we assume it's always you posting whatever you post there you wear it you're endorsing it so if there are people that are coming after Kyrie I'm not surprised especially since he chose to do this after what we saw you know Kyrie Kyrie didn't have to do this when he chose to do this if he if he had to do it at all I don't know but he chose to put this type of stuff out in a week where we watched Kanye West get absolutely beat down dragged People just dissociating themselves from him. Why Kyrie decided to add on to that, I have no idea. As a Nets fan, I'm I'm over it. I just want to get back to basketball. And when I get back to basketball, the Nets aren't good. They were smoked by the Indiana Pacers over the weekend. They rolled out these brand new throwback uniforms and a throwback court, just to embarrass themselves in those jerseys and on that floor. And uh they run it back with that same team tonight. The Pacers. We're coming off a back-to-back. They were a little shorthanded. That wasn't an excuse for them. They shot better, they hustled, and they outplayed a Nets team that right now is searching for answers. And I don't know if the answer is to fire Steve Nash. I don't know if the answer is to sit Ben Simmons down, who will be sitting down tonight with uh, left knee soreness. Also, Seth Curry is out tonight managing his ankle injury. He came back over the weekend and did not look like himself. The Nets are a mess again And uh, it's not just Kyrie. It's bad defense, bad play, bad coaching, and there's blame to go all around. So not that fun to be a Nets fan right now. Knicks fans are having a little bit more fun to start the season, especially ripping off three wins at home. Uh, I tip my cap to whoever scheduled those three games at home. Great way to kick off the Jalen Brunson era. But now they lose back-to-back games. And if you listen to me Friday, I had an eye on that Bucks game. Looked like Giannis was having his way once again. The Bucs are really good. They're champs. He's an MVP. And he's allowed to play a different game than anyone else in the NBA is allowed to play. And the Knicks were uh, beat by the Bucs in Milwaukee. And then they went to Cleveland, little Midwest trip. And boy, is Donovan Mitchell going to haunt the Knicks, pun intended. Donovan Mitchell goes off. He's been going off every game with his new team. And the Knicks got to see up close and and personal what they passed on. What they had really, all summer, it looked like they had this guy in the bag. He wanted to come home. He wanted to be in New York. But they didn't pull the trigger, and he ends up going elsewhere, and they will have to face him and uh, have to deal with the fact that he's not on the Knicks. The Knicks are going to be all right, but now they are facing better competition, and they're losing to the better competition. Kudos to whoever scheduled those first three games. They were able to get those wins, but now it's going to be a battle uh, for the Knicks. But at least they're better suited for it. It's another year under Tibbs. It's a year where they do have, yes, a point guard in Jalen Brunson and a cast of characters around him that can score, that can play defense, and can help out. Now, last but not least, the NFL. Another crazy week in the NFL. The NFL is undefeated. They're never going to lose. Every Sunday that I sit down to watch the NFL, I'm super excited but then, by the end of it, I'm uh, I'm happy with you know the entertainment that I get, minus all the bogus penalties and nonsense like that. But I'm done with fantasy already. My fantasy teams are cooked, and I'm done making parlays. I'm coming up one leg short, or you know, uh, I had the Panthers, and then the Panthers have the game one, and it looks like you know, you you understand what I'm saying. The NFL is is fun when you're. You know, getting ready to watch the game Sunday at 12, and you've got your fantasy team all lined up. You've got your parlays and your bets in, and then uh, when you get to 7 o'clock, 7.30, it's like, well, I'm down a couple hundred bucks, and my fantasy teams, which if you're me, you play in four different fantasy leagues that all cost money to enter, waste of money and waste of time. My teams are already down. I think my best team is 5-2, and two, but looking at the rest of the league, there's some other undefeated players. 5 and one teams can't win, but I enjoyed the football this weekend, and now I'm done with the parlays. I'm done with fantasy football, and I just want to watch good football on Sunday and not have to move, and I'm just going to root for my team and the New York teams to do well. Friday a football Friday, I was on with you, and I came in asking you to taper your expectations, pump your brakes just a little bit. I know we're enjoying having winning football in New York, but both teams faced the test, and both teams failed that test in different ways. But I knew going into the weekend matchups, the Giants going out to Seattle to face the 12th man, Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker, I knew that wasn't going to be a cakewalk. I knew that wasn't going to be a game that the Giants would just be able to grind out in the fourth quarter. And maybe they could have, but t- turnovers. Richie James, that's unfortunate, bro. We had Richie James on, Kim Jones and I. He was the first player we had on uh, when we started doing Thursday Night Lives. And he's a young guy. I think he's an undrafted guy. I think he went to Middle Tennessee's fairly unknown guy. Worst haircut in the NFL. But I'm not trying to rag on his haircut. I'm ragging on the fact that this guy coughed the ball up twice on special teams. Can't do it. Can't do it. So if they're not cutting him, uh, they probably don't have room to cut him. You know, in their wide receiver room, they kind of need him. But... I wouldn't expect him to get the ball. Uh, We saw right away they switched him out and had somebody else returning the kicks and punts. But I wouldn't expect him to touch the ball. I wouldn't expect him to be a part of the offense. You can't trust him. I think the Giants are in that game. Well, we know the Giants would have been in uh, that game without those two costly turnovers. You can't make a team punt. You force a team to punt, and then they punt the ball, and you give them the ball back in their, you know, You can't do it, and that was frustrating to watch. Uh, It's not to say that the Giants necessarily had it. It's not to say that the Giants look like themselves. I picked up Daniel Jones in fantasy this week. I think he had 14 or 15 points. He didn't look his usual self, and that's because of Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. They were prepared. They were ready to go. Saquon Barkley is another one. Didn't look his usual self. Uh, They held him to 53 yards on 20 carries. He's banged up a little bit, but you know what? You have the bye week. And you know what? You're 6-2 and two going into the bye week. And I think any New York Giants player or fan would have signed up to be 6-2 and two going into the bye week. You get healthy. You take the week off. And you come back ready to make a push, which I think the Giants are making a push towards the playoffs. We'll see how that all unfolds. When you look at their schedule coming up, they have winnable games. The Texans, they can beat. The Lions, they can definitely beat. The Lions have no defense. Never betting with them again. The Commanders, they're playing Tara, Taylor Heineke now. Um, they play them twice, and then the Colts, they're playing Sam Ellinger now. They can beat them. Now, when you look at the Vikings and the Eagles, the Vikings are six and one. The Eagles are undefeated. Those three games are tough. And then also, when you look at the Cowboys, now at six and two, you know there might be four losses on the way. But you got to control the, the things you can control. I think they can can control uh, getting some wins and. Before I go to break here, Jets fans, I'm sorry. I tried to avoid using the B-U-S-T word. That's what I was saying on Friday. I don't want to use that word with this young man, but uh, I think after what we saw this weekend, you have to. He's on B-U-S-T watch. We don't know if number two overall pick is where this guy should have been taken. Uh, And I have to go to break, but I have so much more to say. But what I'll say is this. Zach Wilson cannot lose you the game. He cannot be throwing interceptions that he meant to throw out of bounds, right? There's one thing of going through your reads and your progressions, and his progressions always get to the read where, okay, I have to improvise, I have to scramble, I have to make something up. But sometimes you have to realize your beat. The defense was lined up and just played you well, throw the ball away. And when you throw the ball away, there's a lot of of out-of-bounds area. Make sure it's out. You cannot be giving them the ball like that. And it sucks because you watched him throw four interceptions against the Patriots at home last year, and then with all the excitement going into this game, the black helmets, the black jerseys, time to get payback, I tried to tell you guys to pump the brakes Friday. Bill Belichick's not losing back-to-back games. They're going to figure it out, and that defense can make a second-year quarterback Look like a rookie quarterback. Yes, he had a bunch of yards. Garrett Wilson, great. 115 of those 355 yards, but those interceptions hurt you in a game you end up losing by five points. 22 points is not a lot. They could have won that game. A couple mistakes. And yeah, I know people are mad at John Franklin Myers or whatever, but it's the quarterback that lost you that game. Keith McPherson on the fan. 877 337 66 So much to say, so little time. But if you call me up, I'll take your call and hear what you got to say. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Keep McPherson back on the fan. Now I can add a couple more things about Zach Wilson and the Jets. This weekend being Geno Smith versus Daniel Jones, and we talked all week about his time as a Jet and his time as a Giant. Uh, I think a lot of Jets fans can think back to when Geno was drafted and uh, even when he ended up with the Giants, you know, starting in place of Eli Manning and Eli Manning's streak, which – uh, whatever, that's not where I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is, is Geno wasn't developed correctly. It took him some time, but I think in Seattle we are seeing a high completion percentage Geno, a smart decision-making Geno, a leader out of Geno, a guy that uh, has them in first place and has them winning football games. Now, the Jets from the start mismanaged Zach Wilson and his development. The Jets took him number two overall after a whole season of thinking they were getting Trevor Lawrence. And then once they made some of their own bonehead mistakes winning games and letting the Jacksonville Jaguars win that sweepstakes, they pivoted to Zach Wilson. And all I remember thinking about Zach Wilson was he did not have the pedigree that Trevor Lawrence had coming out of college, did not have the hype, did not have the experience. He played out at BYU. Uh, I remember seeing a game where they were getting punked by, like, Coastal Carolina. Shout out to Coastal Carolina. I played against them at Monmouth and JMU. So I just looked at them. It's like not a Division One, you know, FBS team. It's not even FBS anymore. It's playoffs now. But they're a low, lower-level team, right? So you're you're drafting a guy to come into the NFL when he wasn't even playing that high of a level football in college. So when you draft a guy off talent, which I think they did because watching that pro day, right, I just remember that throw that he made. I think he was rolling to his left, and he flicked 60 yards in the air, and that's all you're going to see from a pro day, which is literally on air. It's not real football at all. It's just routes on air, which is the bare minimum you need to do to play quarterback in the NFL, but whatever. Why wasn't there a quarterback – Like a Josh McCown there. Why wasn't there a quarterback that could help him uh, like Alex Smith with a Patrick Mahomes? Or, you know, we've seen it over the years. There's somebody there to help them. Even uh, Jordan Love getting to watch Aaron Rodgers. They didn't have that for Zach Wilson. And they thrust him into the starting job right away. He's ready to go. He has to be ready to go because he's the number two overall pick and he's not even in his second year developed into that kind of guy. So when are the Jets going to say, "Hey, and I understand. He looked, you know, he looked good at times. Him and Garrett Wilson, Wilson to Wilson connection, keep that going. Him and Conklin, awesome, build on that. But there's something wrong with Zach Wilson's maturity as a quarterback, his development as a quarterback went on first down, on first down. You're seeing him throw the ball away and that gets picked on first down bro like that's so frustrating to see as a former football player as a fan whatever it's on first down three interceptions you got to be better than that you got to take care of the football and so far he has just managed to win games and i know he's four and one but yeah he's done enough to keep the in games but this is the nfl your quarterback sometimes most of the time has to do enough for you to win the game the The quarterback has to will you to victory at sometimes, has to make a play. And I think Zach Wilson has that in him, right? That's where he starts to improvise and break the pocket and try and get creative. He has that in him. He's going to make some of those big plays. But there has to be a quarterback coach that's on him and with him in film study and in practice to say, right there, that's when you know the play is dead. Throw the ball away, son. And if you're going to throw it away, don't flip it away. Throw it all the way away. I want you to hit the seats. Keep McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. I will be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today.